You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. everything that comes along. Every time you turn on the TV and some guy on there doing his thing, don't just believe it. On Facebook, some of you like some pretty peculiar characters. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't believe it. Don't believe the lie. There is a true spirit. It's called the Holy Spirit. And he speaks through men. But there are false spirits, spirits of error, and they also speak through men. And when you hear men or women talking about religious things or values, don't gullibly swallow everything they have to say. Ever found yourself believing in something only to have it proven wrong? A rumor, a myth, or maybe a superstition? In today's message, Pastor Dave teaches about confirming what we hear. In this day and age, it's easy to simply add more and more things to what we believe, but that can actually be quite dangerous. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of 1 John chapter 4 as he continues his message, Don't Be Gullible. If you look at the grammatic of the passage, the word believe is in the present tense, which means John's speaking to people who were accepting things that were coming at them without looking them up. They were accepting things without being critical of them. This is dangerous, extremely dangerous. And I warn you not to listen to things. If you get that quickness in your heart, if your spirit says something, check it out. Where did John learn this? Well, he learned it from Jesus. He learned it from Jesus because in Matthew 7, during the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus speaks about this. In Matthew 7, 15, he said, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears, bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, we have prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name, and I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Oh, harsh words from our Savior. Harsh words. Like I said, The problem is that every false word is usually mixed with a little truth. It's usually mixed with a little truth. If everything was said, it wouldn't be, if everything that was said was false, there wouldn't be any danger because everybody would believe it was false. But the false prophet says is often true a little bit because they can even support facts. This makes them extremely, extremely dangerous. Jesus again speaks about this falsity in Matthew 16, verses 5 through 12, when he's talking about the leaven of the Pharisees. 
He says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And he wants to impress the importance on being on guard against false teaching, especially that of religious hypocrisy. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. It was their religious doctrine, their hypocritical view of do as I say, not as I do, that Jesus was railing at. Another example. Another example is when Satan was tempting Jesus in the wilderness. He quoted Psalm 91. Jesus, I mean, Satan quoted Psalm 91. But he conveniently left out a phrase. And this changed the entire meaning of the scripture. So John gives the people a stern warning. Notice the formula begins with don't do this, and then John adds, do this. Go back to our study. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into this world. John says, test every spirit. The word test, dok imenazo. It carries the idea of proving something. John is saying, prove everything you hear. Prove it. Make sure it's right. When Paul was writing to the church of Thessalonica for the first time, he wrote these beautiful words in chapter 5, verse 21. He said, test all things, hold fast to what is good. Evil and deception can show itself even in a spiritual setting, folks. It's so important that we as Christians test all things. And when you have the test and it's applied according to the God's word, we then hold fast to that which is good. And what's interesting here is between the time that Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, he had spent some time in a place called Berea. And you can read about that in Acts 17. And there, the Christians, he calls them more noble than the Thessalonians. Why? Because everything they heard, they took back to the scriptures to prove what Paul was saying was true. What an example for us, folks. Regardless of who's at this podium, it doesn't matter. Take it back to scriptures and determine whether it's true or not. And then after the testing is complete, all aspects of evil must be removed you got to get rid of the evil. And this includes evil that comes with a spiritual image. Be careful. Be careful. What did Paul tell the Corinthians? Satan comes as an angel of light. He comes as an angel of light. He looks marvelous, darling. He looks marvelous. But beware of what's underneath. This is what Jesus railed against the Pharisees, remember, in Matthew 23? You're whitewashed tombs. You're whitewashed sepulchers. You look great on the outside, but inside you have dead man bones. You're dead. This is what he railed against that. We have to be ever so careful as Christians. We are to test every spirit to see if they are from God or not. We need to know what is being said is true. There is one true spirit. All other spirits are false. There is one true God. All other gods are false. There is only one way to God. All other ways are false. You can read that in the Bible for yourself. It's right there. See, John is simply taking these teachings and these claims, and he's putting them into two broad categories, true and false. This is exactly what he's doing. Now, I need to help you realize one thing, that not true includes these things. Almost true, somewhat true, 
true at some times and completely false. Truth is always true. It never changes. Truth is always truth. Whether you believe it or not, truth is truth. Don't believe these spirits until you've tested them. First, test them. Don't be a gullible. Don't believe everything that comes along. Every time you turn on the TV and some guy on there doing his thing, don't just believe it. On Facebook, some of you like some pretty peculiar characters. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't believe it. Don't believe the lie. There is a true spirit. It's called the Holy Spirit. And he speaks through men. But there are false spirits, spirits of error, and they also speak through men. And when you hear men or women talking about religious things or values, don't gullibly swallow everything they have to say. Check it out. We need to recognize that behind any individual, there could be a spirit of error. There could be a spirit of error. There have been times from this pulpit that I've made a mistake. I've misquoted something or said something wrong. You have to be sure about what you are listening to. You have to be sure. It's not my want to make a mistake. Truth comes only from God through his word by the Holy Spirit. Satan is the father of all lies, and there's no truth in him. So John says, test every spirit. So what's the test? Well, I don't know if you ever heard of a litmus test. A litmus test is a test which a single factor, like an attitude, event, or fact, is decisively true. It's undeniably true. John throws out this litmus test, and he uses the fact. What is the fact? Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. That's the fact that John uses as true. Look at verses 2 and 3. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. The test has two parts, but it begins with proper doctrine. First, we must acknowledge the historical incarnation of the Son of God and the appearance in history as a man in the flesh. We celebrate it every December 25th. We must recognize that. We call him the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord is not his first name. His name is Jesus. It's a contraction between Hebrew, Jehovah Yeshua, or Joshua, Joe is the Hebrew contraction for Jehovah. Joshua or Yeshua is the Hebrew for salvation. So his name means Jehovah is our salvation. Lord is his title. Lord is his title. He is Lord of all. Christ is the Greek word for anointed one, for and also the Hebrew word for Mashiach or Messiah. This describes who he is. It describes his mission. He's the Messiah, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. John here is emphasizing a very basic doctrinal statement. Jesus is the Christ who is to come. It means he's preexisted. He was and he is the eternal Son of God who came in the flesh. This is incarnation. He is fully God as the eternal Son of God. He is also fully man. Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Now, these false teachers were saying something different. It wasn't like they were saying that Jesus wasn't the Christ, but they were very subtle in what they were trying to say. They were trying to say that Jesus became the Christ. Or when the spirit of the Christ came upon the man Jesus, 
They were teaching that he wasn't eternal, that he wasn't fully God. He wasn't fully man. It was just a twist of the truth here and there. These same teachings are all around today. Be careful. I am so thankful that the first thing I read when I got saved that crazy day, someone gave me a book and it was titled The Deity of Jesus Christ. And I read it. I'm so thankful that I read it and I understood that. Because that is the entire teaching of Scripture, folks. Jesus of Nazareth, the man, grew up, lived, ate, slept, and walked with men, prayed and talked and taught them. This Jesus is the Messiah of the Old Testament. He is the predicted one, the Son of God who has come. He is the eternal one, God himself, who would come into human history. This is the spirit of truth. Jesus Christ come in the flesh. Now, any teacher of spiritual matters who confesses this, John says, this is truth. He's of God. But any teacher who stands up and professes to teach men about God who does not confess this is not of God. Don't listen to him. Don't pay any attention to him. In fact, when they speak, you should put your fingers in your ear. Blah, 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 blah. Regardless of how beautifully they talk, is not of God. He is of spirit of error, the spirit of the Antichrist, which is already in the world. That gives me great pleasure to know that the Antichrist is already in the world. That means the end is even closer than we think. That Jesus is coming even sooner than we might think, praise God. This doctrine is paramount. It can never be compromised. The divine human person of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is one basic, true, fundamental of all Christian faith. He has appeared in the flesh. He did come as a man. He humbled himself. He came obedient unto death, even death on the cross. Then on the third day, he rose from the grave. Days later, he ascended to heaven. And soon, and very soon, we will see him again. This is premier doctrinal issues. We cannot compromise on any of these issues. They're non-compromisable. The second thing John brings out is an interesting note here that it must not only be acknowledged as a historical fact, it must be confessed by the one who teaches it. And interesting here is that the word confession in this instance means commitment. Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. You'll know them by their fruit. Their fruit is their walk. Are they preaching one thing and living another? Is their lifestyle one that lacks commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ? Remember, Jesus said, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, is of me. It's a sad, scary thing. Fruit does not mean huge palaces with thousands and thousands of people in it. It just means you're able to gather an audience and motivate them. Why is this so important? Well, if you've studied the gospel, there were demons that acknowledged the deity of Jesus Christ, didn't they? When he appeared to them, they would say, we know who you are, Holy One of God, Mark and Luke. They acknowledged what the Jews were blind to see, the full deity of Jesus Christ, as well as his humanity. But even though the demons acknowledged this, they never confessed it. They never trusted in him. They didn't follow him. They knew exactly why he was here, and they came against him. They didn't commit themselves to him. They did not live by this truth. You might be asking yourself today, and this is a pretty good question, why is this so important, Dave? Why is John hammering on this? Well, when Paul wrote to his beloved son in the faith, Timothy, he writes these things in 1 Timothy 4 
in verse 1 and 2, and I'm going to read them to you right now. He says this. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. He goes on to say, forbidden to marry, commanding to abstain from food, etc., etc. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. Paul is telling Timothy, he's giving him a warning about the last days. The Holy Spirit impressed upon Paul that you can certain dangers would mark the last days. And what are those dangers that Paul was talking about? The great apostasy, the great falling away, the danger of deception, deceiving spirits, the danger of false teaching, the doctrines of demons. These describes those who willingly embrace falsehood to justify their own sin and pride. But it also refers to those who claim to be teaching the Bible, but are willing to just use it to prop up their own issues. They like your attention. They like to be patted on the back. They like to be lifted up. They're men pleasers. Remember when we studied a couple weeks ago in 1 John 3, 24, when John said, we know we're abiding in Jesus because he had given us the Holy Spirit. It is through the Holy Spirit that we can get the discernment we need to test what we hear. In 1 Corinthians 12:10, Paul refers to one of the gifts of the Spirit as one of the gifts of the Spirit as the discerning of spirits. It is a spiritual gift given by the Holy Spirit to believers in order to recognize lying spirits and to identify deceptive and erroneous doctrines. This gift gives the believer the ability to tell the difference between true and false doctrine and between what is of the Holy Spirit and what is not. The false teacher or false prophet deceives with a very tempting message. They will lie. They will deceive. They will throw out glamorous words. They will tell you all the things that you want to know. It's okay. Don't worry about your sin. You don't have to confess it. Just trust in Jesus. Just love here, there. What do you need? Sometimes people who seem to say the right things are really from the devil. And it's important to test them. It's important to test them. Satan can work deceiving miracles. And he'll try to infiltrate the church with false teachers. Be on the lookout, folks. Please, be on the lookout, folks. For your sake, for your sake, how we need the gift of discernment today in the church. We need the discerning of spirits as we draw closer and closer and closer to the Lord's return. We don't we want to be one of those who fell away. We don't want to be one of those who followed some goofy teaching that sounded good, that tickled our ears, that, 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 that made us feel good all over, that didn't talk about repentance, that didn't talk about sin, that denied the cross. But it appealed to my flesh. I'm not such a bad guy. I'm okay. I'm not a sinner. Not like a lot of those other guys. Be careful. Be careful. We need the revelation that comes from God. That comes into our heart from the Holy Spirit. That's what we need. We need to know whether something is true or false. Paul warned that this gift of discernment is not being exercised in the church. And when that happens, distortion of the truth occurs. But this gift of discernment is not something that we can all do collectively all the time. It's something that you can do individually by having the Holy Spirit and having the gift of discernment. 
You don't have the Holy Spirit? Time to get him. Time to have him come into your life. Time to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and allow the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon you so that you can determine true and false. As believers today, we need to heed John's challenge. Don't believe everything, but test them. Test the spirits. Test these world philosophies that are coming in by the stormful. Test these foreign doctrines. Test the new perspectives and the ideas that come out of even politicians and celebrities. Test the community leaders. And yes, test pastors and religious leaders. Test everything that comes through our TV, over the radio, on our laptops and our phones and things. Test it. Don't just wildly believe it. Don't say, oh, that person calls himself a Christian. I like that. What? How do you know? False prophets, fake prophets abound. And they're going with great, great fame. They're looking for you to support them. Be careful. Please, be careful. I warn you to be careful. I know this is difficult to warn you when some of you are involved in a false teaching. Some of you are following false teaching. I see it on Facebook, and it scares me. It scares me. You subscribe to their magazines. You listen to them on TV and like them on Facebook. You might even support them. Be very aware, Saint. Be very aware. Please, be very aware. You have the truth before you right here. This is the truth right here. You should have the Holy Spirit in you to be able to tell you and lead you. What is one of the Holy Spirit's job? To lead you into all truth. Exactly. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He helps us and leads us and guides us. We need that gift of discerning spirits so that we can tell if a person is speaking for God and his words are from God or he's speaking out of his own flesh and he's working for the enemy. Folks, it is the last times. It is the last days. And I don't have to tell you what deception looks like. All you have to do is turn on any news station and listen to them for a while and then switch stations. You'll hear something different. There's so much out there, folks. We have to be ever, ever aware and afraid. That means we need to be in prayer. We need to be in fellowship one to another. We need to be studying God's word and reading it and letting it fill our hearts with the truth. We need to know the truth so that when the error comes, we can say, no, that's false. John is pleading with his readers and I'm pleading with you as your pastor. Test every spirit, including what comes from this pulpit. Test it, test it and see if it's from God or not. Look at the life behind it. Is it living the life that is professed? I'm not saying we're mistake-free. Now, I'm not saying that. John already told us that if you say you don't have sin, you're a liar. But we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and we can confess our sins to him, and he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all righteousness. But are we in, in a continual, habitual lifestyle of sin? And then we're saying we're teaching God's word? Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. Well, maybe you haven't felt the Holy Spirit in a while. What a great place to start today. You are our time with you has come to an end today on A Sure Hope. But in our next edition, Pastor Dave Shank will continue teaching through the book of 1 John. In the meantime, you can listen to more teachings from this series online at assurehoperadio.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Just search for A Sure Hope and see the latest editions as soon as they're posted. 
If you're enjoying these teachings and would like to get more involved with the church behind this ministry, we'd love to meet you at Calvary Chapel, Cape May for a time of worship and Bible study. We meet weekly on Sundays at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. Feel free to give us a call for more information. Our number is 609-884-5821. Again, that's 609-884-5821. Otherwise, you can visit assurehoperadio.com for directions and more information. Perhaps you prefer email. If so, go ahead and email us with any questions at info at capewatchradio.com. You might be interested in knowing that for those who aren't able to come in person, we're streaming our services on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Just look for a link on our website at assurehoperadio.com. Thanks for listening to today's message in the book of 1 John. We look forward to the next time as Pastor Dave will share more things that God has put on his heart from this New Testament letter. But until then, we encourage you to read through the Bible on your own and be reminded of God and that He is a sure hope.